What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today, I had a new friend on the podcast by the name of Anthony Spada. Anthony is a younger guy. He's 22, 23 years old. He is a new online coach who just started his career this year. He has his own podcast called the Ace of Spada podcast that I will link down below for you guys to be able to go listen to. He has on a lot of really good guests, a lot of well-known guests that he brings onto the podcast and interviews and asks really good questions. I was a guest on his podcast as well. I don't think that that has aired quite yet, but that will be coming out shortly that you can go listen to on his side as well. But I really highly suggest that you guys go listen to his podcast. In this episode today, we just have a really friendly conversation. We talk a lot about growth. We talk a lot about starting your own coaching business. We talk a lot about starting your own podcast and the self-development and self-growth that comes along with that. So if you are a newer online coach, if you're a new trainer, not even an online coach, just a trainer looking to help people or you're interested in starting your own podcast or just starting your own business in general because all of these rules that we talk about today apply to that. There's not really a whole lot of body composition type talk in here. We don't talk a lot about nutrition or training or anything like that, but we talk a lot more about life and our mindsets and growth and business and things of that nature. So if you're into that sort of talk or conversation, you're going to find a lot of value from the show. It doesn't have a lot of nutrition or training like I mentioned, but there is a lot for you to take from here. If you are trying to become a trainer, trying to start your own business, trying to work online, trying to start your own podcast and put yourself out there and be vulnerable to the world, this is going to be very, very helpful for you and just give you some expectations to understand when you get started because it's not always easy, right? It's not all rainbows and butterflies. You don't start something and you get crowds of people around. Sometimes there's a little bit of silence at first and sometimes you have to embrace the suck and go through the hard times to get through the good times. And that's kind of what we talk about today and I talk about my experience as I got started. We've talked about Anthony's experience as he's got started. So... I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. All of Anthony's info will be linked down below. I'll put his Instagram. I'll put his podcast. Go over and learn from him. He's a super cool guy. He's just getting into all of this, and you'll really benefit from following along to his stuff as well. So I appreciate you guys. Hope that you enjoyed the episode. Let's just get into it. You don't have to worry about it. Like, just, like, from the past month of, like, recording, like, so many episodes, like, it's a great thing. Like, I love doing it, but I realized with doing so many, I was burning myself out quickly throughout the week. So, by the time, like, a Friday would come about, like, that would be, like, it would be, like, three or four podcasts already in through the week. And I'm, like, man, I really need a break. Mm -hmm. So, this week has kind of just been my relaxer. Uh and just kind of doing a few episodes. I got your episode today, well, right now. And then I have another friend's doing it tomorrow. But cool. like, I just took the whole kind of week off, just edited my podcast. That thing was done on Saturday. All the previews were done. So all I got to do is like share and it's all good to go. Awesome, dude. With um, I want to pick your brain about your podcast a little bit. Um, first off, when you bring somebody on, like, how do you prepare for that podcast? How do you decide like where the conversation is going to go? Does that stress you out? Does it give you anxiety? Are you to the point now that it's just like pretty flowing and you just hop on and you just go with it? Now, when I started, I was so nervous. Um, especially as I started getting bigger names and bigger names, Mm -hmm. um, those people would probably freak me out. I would try to be as prepared as I possibly could. So it was a bunch of scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through a bunch of uh, photos and captions and getting to know them through their captions and then making topics out of that, that I knew, especially in Instagram, you're only, you're held to so much space. Sure. So I know if someone has a long caption, I know that means they have more to say about Mm -hmm. that topic. So that's when, so that's kind of how I look at it, but that's where I get the topic points. Now, that's just to kind of have on the side of my computer screen um, and just have anything to kind of base off of in case like the conversation kind of stops or something. Um, But now, as I'm getting more and more comfortable with the mic, um, it's really just a flow. Honestly, like it starts with 
the first, I always start with the first topic point or I pick one of them, whichever one I think would lead to a great conversation. And then from there, it's just, just wherever it goes, just free flows. And then I think that's just been the awesome part is just learning more about how to free flow it. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Like when I get on a, a podcast with somebody else, like if I, if it's on my podcast or if it's on theirs, like I just appreciate a conversation with us talking and like our personality shining through. And I think people can resonate with that too. You know what I mean? Like you can learn a lot from somebody else's story and like the struggles that they've gone through and just digging into that instead of like having perfect, properly set up questions for every bullet point, like to sway the podcast back and forth, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's great when you start off and it's like, I was telling you, I think before that, like I got my tip from Adam Schaefer from Mind Pump and he was mm-hmm. like, don't just click record. He's like, right when you started, just click record and then edit whatever you want out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, that's probably the best way to actually kind of have that natural organic conversation. And the cool part is people are starting to recognize that more. And yeah. when like I just released my latest episode with uh, Joelle Samantha mm-hmm. uh, or Joelle Cavanero, sorry, her Instagram is Joelle Samantha. Um, she, someone, someone DM me like the day after and they're like, this is so free flowing. Like I followed you since the beginning and it's cool to see like your improvement throughout with the interview. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of been pretty cool to see that. Yeah. It was cool when I came on your show, uh, two weeks ago i think is is when it was we were just sitting there having a, a casual con- conversation just talking and i looked up and it was recording and i was like oh like that's a perfect way to start it do you know what i mean instead of like this like proper like welcome to the show and then like you've got to figure out a conversation from there just get on and start chit-chatting and let it flow and the the conversation goes where it goes and i think it adds a lot more value and just a lot easier to listen to yeah easier to make an intro too that was the one tip i got from adam too is like when you actually talk, I take kind of notes in my own book. I have, I have literally a book full of just podcast guest notes. Oh, that's so cool. I take notes throughout the episode and then it makes it easier, more natural to make an intro. I mean, last oh, time absolutely. I had, last time yeah, I had you a look beard. Way different. <laughs> so, so I look about, I look like I'm about 12 years old right now. Uh, compared to the last time I looked kind of homeless at like 30 years old, but now <laughs> like I looked my age. Um, I, I saw you on a, a story, an Instagram story. Like, I don't know, was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah. And you popped on and you didn't have any facial hair. And I was like, who is this at first? And then I, I just laughed. I thought it was funny because I didn't recognize you at first because you look so different without all that hair on your face. Yeah, no, I was like, so I went up to move out of school and my, I used like an electric razor. Um, because once it gets like that growth, it's like, you got to just end up using something electric to kind of trim it up. And so I was like waiting till I got back to school and I shaved it and then I left the mustache and I was like, I was like talking to my mom and I was like, should I keep this? And she was like, please don't. She was like, no. And I was like, all right. So I shaved it all off. And I was like, I kind of looked at myself after taking the shower and I was like, oh God, wait, I look really, really, really young right now <laughs> compared to compared to how I looked. So yeah. the beard's going to come back in over time, but like can't get that far yeah. the way no, it was. <laughs> it looks good, man. It looks good. I, uh, I could rock the mustache. I like the mustache idea. Yeah. I always, I leave a mustache every now and again too. So that's cool, dude. Um, I want to hop back into talking about the podcast just a little bit though. Like, what pushed you and like what got you out of your own comfort zone to decide to start doing that? Because you, you mentioned when you first started, like all the anxiety that it brought on. And you mentioned even in your podcast when we talked, you had some bigger names on like what right from the get. So like what was the pushing factor to get you started? And like, right, we always want to start something. But what was like the factor that pushed you to actually doing it instead of saying like this is a plan that I have? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, uh, so the one guest I had on, I believe it was like episode eight or nine, um, Matt McLeod. He has a podcast. Like from, yeah. Yeah. He's um, got cool content. We were talking and like, I started listening to his podcast and like, he kind of gave me a bit of inspiration to kind of start it. Like really, like that was kind of like him seeing him do it. Mm-hmm. It made me kind of want to do it. Like I wrote it down, like I was telling you back in May of last year. I wrote down the name of the podcast and honestly the first person I wanted to have on as a guest was Matt was Matt. That's and cool. 
Um, he wasn't the first guest, but he did come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just listening to those and then listening to other people. Like, that's when I got into podcast game, like, the summer. Like, that's when I started listening to podcasts on my train rides, um, kind of just walking anywhere. Like, it wasn't really music too much. It was more all just podcasts and learning. And I thought, why can't I do this? Like, when you look at how many people, it's kind of like how many times you're going to see a thing over and over and over again before you take action. Mm-hmm. It's like how we get clients, like, looking at it like that, like, if you keep pressing them to take action, pressing them to take action, pressing them to take action, eventually it's going to happen. But I saw that kind of in the podcast light. Um, I was holding on to a lot and I realized, like, I just wanted to speak into a microphone for some reason. I don't know. Really, to truly be honest, like, just, just for some reason, like, it just came to me, like, listening to Joe Rogan or listening to, like, Jordan Duggar and Aaron Diamond on their show. Yeah. It was just like, for some reason it just like captivated me in a way. Like I thought like maybe I could get a chance to talk to like these people. Like you never know what's going to happen with a podcast to truly be honest. Yeah, no, um, 100%. Do you, um, so with the podcast, do you, um, like when you first started, what was the biggest struggle that you had getting going? The biggest struggle I think was honestly was looking at the numbers um this is something that a lot of people get into whether it's instagram or all social media it's especially when you sign up for a host you get all this data that you get back um from how many people listen how many people download um, i think that was the biggest struggle point because people want it's an instant success right off the bat from it um i think that was it but it was also me still hiding something like I still did the first episode. It was like 15 minutes long. And as I got more and more into it, more of my story has come out through it. But I think hiding some of those parts and not letting them come out until certain points really kind of held me back mm-hmm. in it and not being as like, not letting the vulnerability kind of just take its place. Um, I wish I started that sooner. And also kind of the held back part was not getting out enough too. like, this is something that I took like, in a sense of not trying to go out and get names. Like I was comfortable with some of the people, like I was friends with, like Mm -hmm. talking to Jordan or talking to Matt, um, my friend Grant, like talking to those people, get them on the show. Um, Those were easy, but getting people you never really, talk to in general like just sending a random dm was kind of something i was really afraid about and afraid of a no mm-hmm. so that's kind of where i kind of struggled in the beginning like and also consistency because you can add that into it like a lot of people aren't consistent in the beginning and they never learn the power of it until you actually start doing it consistent on a consistent basis like I didn't start having consistent episode releases until December and January. And that's when it like took off. Like that's like from now until from December until now, like it's taken off compared to the first four months. Mm -hmm. Um, So I struggled a lot with just like a few of those things. Sorry, that's kind of a ramble, but uh, there's just a few things within that, that I think held me back. But once January came around and I let out more of my story, I think that's when I truly started to see like growth and progress through this. Mm -hmm. I love that answer because your answer kind of encompasses like what you're struggling with at first. You just showed a lot of vulnerability in what you just said, talking about like the numbers and you being not like showing yourself through. And that's something that I've taken away from podcasting as well. Big time is learning to be comfortable being uncomfortable uncomfortable like in your vulnerabilities and those types of things going on in your life because that's what's going to help the listener be able to connect to you because they're going through those same things in their head but they're not talking about them so to hear you talking about them helps them open up about them as well if that makes sense so that 
um, they can just learn and grow with you and you can build a, a better connection and people start looking more forward to your episodes and things like that because they're, they're building a relationship with you through your vulnerability and whatnot. And I can tell that that's probably one of the big reasons that yours is working for you is because you're opening up and you're um, getting comfortable being uncomfortable every day. So I think that's really cool, man. Yeah, to kind of add another point to that too, it's just like in the beginning, I was like, do people really want to hear that? It's mm -hmm. like, that's what you get the question about too when you do, when you start in the beginning. I'm pretty sure you probably felt the same way is I'm like, do I really want to say this right now? Like, is now a good time to actually like say this part of my story? Mm -hmm. um, and I think it comes along with getting better at conversation and getting better at just the whole way conversations flow is like whatever comes out it comes out on the mic mm -hmm. like that's why now like i'm doing like these two like this second episode a week on a monday like the sit downs with anthony where it's like a quick 10 to 15 minute episode of just me kind of ranting and letting my mind out because it's a way now for me i see so much positivity from the guest episodes but i want people to know me more too because usually the guest episodes are a mix Mm -hmm. But I kind of want people to get to know me and hear my side of things, like hear my opinions, hear my thoughts. Like, I kind of like that now. But like in the beginning, I was hiding it, like whether or not like questioning, do people really want to hear this? Like, I remember on the Jordan episode, like I talked about how after work, like working at a bar, like you do get cravings. Like it's something that happens. Mm -hmm. um, if you've never been up until 3 a.m., uh, working, you wouldn't know, but it's, it's hard. Um, but it was just really interesting to kind of at least admit that to Jordan on the episode to try and get help from him through that. So that was like the beginning part of me getting more comfortable with it. Yeah, you can use it as a tool to help others and you can use it as yeah. a tool to help yourself, especially when you bring people on that you look up to and are in a position to where you're trying to get like it's only like you can use it in a selfish way for that to help catapult you forward. They're almost like hour long mentor sessions in a way, uh, like if you can spin it that way. Yeah, so. that's that's exactly how I say it. I'm like, honestly, after every single episode, I'm like, they kind of ask like some people ask you a few questions after and I'm like. It's kind of just a way of like picking your brain for an hour. Like I heard it from Austin Current before, like he said the same exact thing. And then now that's kind of how I look at it a little bit. But like these guests have so much knowledge. So it's like I'm picking their brain. So the people who listen also get that value from them. But it's Absolutely. like you get that talk right then and there. Like it's like an hour just to sit down with someone, whether it's a CEO of a supplement company, like or just someone who's really successful like you, like it's like a ton of people who have done different things and you just get to pick their brain about how they even did it. Like, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um, it's amazing. It's super cool. It's like a, a little hack to life when you get into it because with podcasting, like for myself, the whole reason I got into it in the first place was because I was getting so much value out of it for so long from others listening to podcasts. And that's like, really what had transformed my mindset, transformed my life, transformed my finances, everything in my, transformed my body. Everything that was going positive in my life was like, was basically because I had these earphones in my head as much as I could through the day, hearing other people's thoughts and how they were navigating life so that I could take those little nuggets and implement them into my own life. If it was training, finances, mindset, whatever it might be, to be able to catapult me forward. And I just felt like at a point, like, it was time for me to hop on that train because I felt like I had learned so much. It was time to put my voice behind and like almost pay it forward and be a part of that cycle of my message now getting to more people later on down the road. And eventually maybe that happening with some of them or just even impacting them in just the slightest way makes it all worth it. But, but yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Cause I didn't come up with like my huge branding kind of like thing until recently. Like mm -hmm. when I came up with the Ace of Spade brand, uh, it just happened. Like, like we didn't see it. Like me and my business coach did not see this, but like I, one night was just brainstorming and it comes from listening to all these different people. Like my ideas come from every different way, take inspiration. And all of a sudden I'm like, be the ace in the deck of cards known as life. I was like, I love that's that. pretty cool. Like it just came one night and automatically within two minutes, I texted it over to my business coach. I was like, how does this sound? I was like, 
because we were looking at launching my coaching program again, open more spots. And I was like, kind of need something to launch it with. Mm-hmm. And I was like the whole, I never truly named it Ace of Spade of Coaching, but now it is because it now all aligns together. Yeah. Uh, but that was like, but like you said, I got it from listening to so many different people and so many different experiences that I felt like, like you said, when I created, I was like, why can't I do it? And it's benefited so much from it. Like ridiculous. But I was in that mode where I was learning to meditate, learning to read, learning to journal, like do all these different things at once. And it just culminated into what I have now. Yeah. That's amazing, man. I'd love to talk a little bit like about your coaching journey as well. I feel like if we could dive into that to um, help people, cause you're not very far into it, right? How, how long have you been coaching for? So unofficially since probably around like October, November ish. Okay. Cool. Uh, my first client I took on in November. Uh, and then I linked up with my business coach kind of end of December and then we officially kind of launched like February. So you could say officially for about like three, four months now. Uh, wait, what is it? It's June. Yeah. Four months. Four months. Um, yeah. It's been, it's been a ride. I can tell mm-hmm. you that it's been, especially starting probably in possibly one of the worst times to start, sure. but also the best, like you could think about it two ways. Um, it's actually really funny because we were talking about this before on my show and I was like, I, I just got someone to at least try my, my coaching, um, kind of going back to methods, learning different things, how to, how to do it. But coaching is just so new to me, mm-hmm. but my first client found so much success and I was like, okay, well that means that I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ace of Spade of Coaching didn't come until February, like officially, but I knew I could help as many people. So it's just been really helping as many people as I could for free that I knew I could give quality service to. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of been my motto for now. I moved on, signed my first ever client, like paying client, which was a huge milestone. Um, but doing that for free was kind of really gratifying, mm-hmm. I think that was kind of the coolest part is like people putting in effort when it's only free. It's that's the struggle. That's one of the struggles I found with it. But if you can change someone's mindset and get them in the right thing and get them in that right headspace, free, like it doesn't really care. Like it just becomes a process to them. Like it's just like just gets it. And then progress keeps continuing to happen. I love that you bring that up about um, helping people for free as you begin, because like when you get online and you see all these like different um, coaches of coaches, the business coaches for the nutrition coaches, it's all about how you can make all this money super fast and, and like live on a beach and um, work with your clients and like have this dream life. Right. But really the, the successful coaches, most of them, if you have a conversation with them, like it doesn't start out fast. Like it's a slow grind. It's a process to learn how to brand yourself, how to market yourself, how to deliver the correct type of service, how to like even get people intrigued, how to get the um, experience needed that you need to be able to ethically charge somebody a decent amount of money for you to be able to help them. Right. And so to gain all of that, you have to start from the bottom, which is starting helping people for free. That's where I started too. I, I had like five or six clients that I, that were just 100% free. I just hit them up on Instagram. Like, Hey, would you want coaching? Was just hitting people up. And I eventually started bringing people on, but like, nobody wants to hear that when you start something like this, like everybody wants to work online and think that like, it's all just going to be grave and you're going to sign up all these clients at a high ticket um, for a high ticket price. But in reality, like you have to work your way up the ranks and the, the good coaches that last are the ones that start at the bottom and work themselves up. The, the only secret from them and the others is just um, the amount of time usually that's then put in to build the trust with your following. Yeah. I think the one thing is definitely it takes a lot of time and a lot of money. Um, I will say that, um, you can do it for free. Um, you can absolutely like do like be successful for free. Like your business could take off. You have a huge following. It's a whole different ball game than where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially from my perspective, when I started coaching, I think I had about 400, like, so January, when I linked up my business coach, I think I had like 400 like uh followers on instagram or something or like 300 something 400 
Um, and now I'm at like 700. Mm-hmm. So my following has taken off, but it's come from a mix of the podcast and everything. But sure. the podcast also adds to it. Uh, so that adds kind of time. You got to think what you're going to invest in, like investing in a business coach, investing in certifications. If you want certifications, you don't need them. They help. Um, that takes a lot of time and money. You have to think about what you want to do in the beginning to get yourself to that point a lot quicker. Uh, but it's not always about quicker is better. It's, exactly. it's better is better. And the only way to do that is through experience. So I found the easiest way to do that is to just give my service, mm-hmm. not receive anything for it. It's give. Um, so from that first client and seeing how successful she was, I got like three clients, another three for free in return. And it keeps building. Um, but that's like how you have to do it. I think like just from my perspective, it's playing the long game. Mm-hmm. Like, like I know where I'm at. I'm still pretty young into it. Um, and that's perspective people got to take is like, you're not going to see success right off the bat. Like you can, if you have a massive following, like I mentioned. Um, but if you don't have a massive following, you have to work and you have to grind, you have to put in the time and the effort and make the right moves, but be willing to make mistakes along that way. Mm-hmm. You have to build a very solid foundation yeah. for everything else to sit on, for the paying clients to sit on. Your experience has to be there and everything. So um, I, really, I really like that answer, man, about like helping people for free and starting that way because it's super powerful. And I don't think it's talked about enough, again, just because the hype is always around like online coaching, come in and, and make all this money and do this and have the most flexible life in the world. But really, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of hard work. But if you truly love it, it can be very success, very successful. But even more than that, it's probably one of the most fulfilling jobs that you can find if you're passionate about it just because being able to see the change in others over time and the impact that you're creating is is something that I don't take for granted I'm sure that you don't either yeah so I still so I have a story so actually I was going to go to the Arnold um mm-hmm. this year oh yeah and it got canceled um, yeah it got canceled um but I was going to go meet all these people I did the podcast with like all these different people wanted to kind of link up and like people I was going to have on the podcast, like that I just recorded with, um, and some, some fans, like there were some people I was surprised. Woo. I have fans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um it's kind of odd to say that. Uh, but I remember my buddy Grant, um, you might know him, Grant Zayek. Um, mm-hmm. he run, uh, he's, he was the one who started this all in the beginning. He's the one I told my, my whole story to right in the beginning. Uh, but I was mentioning to him in February, I was like, you know, I'm in this point where I'm receiving so much right now from people and I'm giving, I'm in a point of giving and receiving. And it's kind of weird to be in that phase. Like when everything's riding on a high, I don't know if you kind of experience this, but when you keep giving, you keep receiving. Yeah. And it's just like, I was like, I was just like confused and he was like, no, you're receiving because you just keep giving. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I lived since having that conversation with him um, is like, no matter what, I'm going to keep giving. Like the podcast is free. Uh, that's anybody. If you ever know anybody, you know, Cody McBroom, he has like 360 episodes on his podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what is more giving than that when he has so much free information on there. Uh, but it's just like, like I was stuck in that phase, but I realized it was because I was giving that I was receiving it in general, like getting bigger names, whether it's getting clients, it's like, that's how it worked. And like, that's when I was hitting like my all time stride mm-hmm. going. I absolutely love that too. It's funny. You bring up Cody. I just got off of a phone call with Cody. That's why I had to start our podcast a little bit later because I was on the phone chatting with him. He helps um, me with my business and kind of helps mentor me in some ways. And we were having a conversation very similar to that just in my personal life with uh, business with just like personal stuff going on. Um, I'm able to talk with him like about my struggles and, and what's going on, what's going well, what's not planning stuff out, mapping out like my next, my upcoming months, like where I'm trying to go with everything that I'm doing. And whenever I'm struggling or having something that like isn't working out or I'm down about, and I'm having a conversation with him. The answer always comes back to give more. 
basically always. It's like, just keep giving as much as you can. And the things that you're wanting are, will come around, but not until um, like you've given all that you can give. And so I think that is so strong. Um, just like you mentioned, like he has a 360 something episodes out by now. Like that's probably, I'm sure that's the goal with yours is to just provide, provide, provide. That's the goal with mine too, is just to provide as much information around fitness and nutrition that I possibly can bring on cool people like you just to have deeper conversations with and um, talk about mindset and everything that can help people for free. And that's what's so powerful and what will actually build your coaching business in the long run. Yeah, that's what I've kind of banked on so far. It's, if it's worked and it still will work 100%. Um, I think the amount, the long, like the long post on Instagram, like coming up with those and then coming up with topics who you want to have on your show. It's just like, it's all a lot, but it's so worth it when you even just have, like, I have three clients currently. Um, one kind of just got done. Um, just actually, we had four when I was recording with you. I have three now, okay. but it's really, I'm really grateful for having the three mm-hmm. and being this new to the game. I could be farther. Yes. But you also got to take a pack where you got to kind of look back and look around you and see where you are right now compared to where you were five months ago, back in January when I had one client, like I have one, now I have three. It's like you tripled since then. It's like, that's, it's better than nothing. That's how I always say it. It's like, one is always better than nothing. It's like, how many people do you impact with one episode? It's like, if you impact at least one person, you did your job. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I look at all the things that I'm doing right now. That's a hard thing to wrap your brain around too at first, right? Is like being yep. okay with with where you're at. Like I know for myself and for clients and whatnot, like you think you should have made more progress than you have up to this point with whatever. Like maybe it's in your nutrition. Maybe you've lost three or four pounds in a month, but you thought that it should be 10 pounds. Progress is progress, right? Just moving forward in what you're doing and continuing to strive and to improve, like you're going to get to where you want to be. You can't play that numbers game up in your head. Like remember when I first started, it was I needed five clients. When I had five clients, I was going to be like, okay, I'm a coach. Like this is working. And then when I got there, it was like, no, I need 10 clients. And then I was like, no, I need 15. No, I need 20. And just down the ladder, you know what I mean? Until um, like you realize that's not the game you should be playing. The game you should be playing is like, where is this game taking you? Like, where do you want the game to end? Not necessarily, I wouldn't say end, but like, where is the destiny of the game taking yeah. you? Like, does the amount of clients that you have really matter? Not really. Does the amount of money you're bringing in really matter? I'd argue when you get to a certain number, like money is just money. Like you're not going to be able to buy your way into anything that you can't get fulfilled. by. you know what I mean? Like you're not going to be able to buy your fulfillment at some point. So it's, it's understanding. Um, again, I had this conversation with Cody today, which is funny. This is all coming up now too, but just around like being so caught up in thinking like improvement, 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 but what are you improving for? Where are you actually trying to go? Instead of just thinking it's either more clients so that I can um, like stroke my ego and say that I have more clients or it's making more money to say that I have more money. Like how is that actually going to fulfill you at the end of the day? Like you need somewhere where you're pushing for that maybe those more clients or the more money is going to get you. But just using that as the overall goal, you're going to be left empty at the end of the day. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think one thing I struggle with, um, I've actually written several posts about this and it seems to be overlooked on my Instagram page um, is that I looked at it exactly like that. Like when we went into this whole quarantine, like I was like, okay, I need to get this so I can make money. Like it was kind of all about making money for some reason. Like I don't know whether I was having a freak out about it or... Like, that's how I was responding to the whole quarantine. Um, like, I lost my job, like, like bar, the bartending job that I had, and like, that was gone sure. for the rest of the summer. Um, there was no school. There was no graduation. Uh, well, there was, but it was virtual. But, like, that's kind of how I looked at it at the beginning. Like, I had to take, like, three steps back and kind of look at my clients now and what I need to do for my clients that I have. Like, it wasn't truly about getting clients anymore. Like, came to the point where I was like, okay, I'm fine here. Like, 
it's not, I'm not saying get comfortable where you're at. I'm saying at least be grateful for where you are. There's yeah. a difference between that and being comfortable and kind of just not progressing and not growing. Uh, but I was growing. I was growing. I was improving my system so I can handle more clients because now I know how to effectively do check-ins um, efficiently, like make sure all my clients are doing well, like how often check in with them per week, like how to track their data. Like I'm getting all these things and it's improving as I'm going on. And that's like been the one huge thing is like, I'm improving my systems. So I'm improving somewhere, mm -hmm. but it's just like, I was just so money hungry right off the gate, which should never be a thing. So I had to mentally take a few steps back and admit that to myself, which was probably one of the hardest kind of weeks I've had actually like through not even just the coaching, but the past like year. Um, it's just kind of taking a step back and being like, okay, what can I do to provide better service for the clients who are actually stuck in quarantine right now with you when they are struggling themselves, not having gyms, not having a ton of different stuff. Like you have to adapt as much as they do and you have to be there for them. Like if I can continue rambling, if you want to interrupt, but like, no, I remember, good, you're good. I remember like the first six weeks with my client that I have now, it was all just mindset. And we kind of, we kind of forgot about the nutrition. Like I wanted to keep him on nutrition and keep him as much, like keep him going with the workouts, like always reminding him, like I had to be more accountable to him. Um, but it was all about preparing the mindset for when he got like back home, he had more equipment. Um, and then he got home and magically he's like, okay, so the, he literally texted me. He was like, those six weeks really helped because now I'm all in. Mm -hmm. Like he texted me saying he's all in. Like he just built a power rack out of wood like two weeks ago. That's so awesome. I was like, okay, yeah, he's good. Uh, That's but awesome. I was like, it all set up from us just working on the mindset part. Yeah. I, I bring that up all the time, man. You can't change physically until you learn how to change mentally, especially when it comes to training and nutrition. That's where I spend a lot of my time as well yeah. as is working on the mindset side of things. Because until that starts to transform and starts to take place and you start to think about yourself in a different way, um, whatever you do physically or nutritionally is only going to work for so long. Right. So building again, building a solid foundation, the foundation to your body, to your nutrition, to your health, all starts what's going on up here in your brain. So you're wise beyond your years, man. I, uh, I like that you brought that up because it's, it's super strong with, but within your coaching to help, there's a decent amount of people that listen to this that are new coaches as well. That might be in the same position as you or newer than you at this point, or just looking to get into it for them. What would you say, like, if you could go back and do anything different from when you began, is there anything that you would have done differently that you've learned better from at this point? You know, I think, I think it kind of goes back to what we've been talking about. It's just like to not rush the process. Like, and also find, like, if you have the money, find a really good business coach. Um, I never say, I never say rely on a business coach. Honestly, I'm the first person to say there are a few, there's a lot of people who scam a bunch of people mm -hmm. for business coaching. I luckily found someone who helped me grow so much. Um, mine is Chase Tuning. Mm -hmm. uh, he helped me grow these past six months, ridiculous amounts. Um, not even just like coaching wise, but also just full on mentally and putting my mindset in the right place to be a good coach. Uh, but I think if you can, it's just continually learn too. It's like continually get better and continually learn. You think, you know, everything, but you really don't. Um, and you don't know until you get experience. Everybody's case is different. There's not one template that you could give. Um, so it kind of, I guess like the one step is kind of just take your time and go through your experiences and make like notes and kind of try to do your best with different clients because each client is individualized. Like that's how you always have to remember it. If you get to a point where you're doing cookie cutter plans and you're doing those, even as a new coach, you're not going to get too far. You have to make sure to take notes about each client and start working on your systems even beforehand and stuff like that. I yeah. think, I think that's 
been the big key. Cause like I just said, now I'm ready to take on like 10 to 15 clients. If it so happened to like, boom, I wouldn't be in a struggle bus. Like I know how to do everything. So always be willing to improve something within your coaching. Even if you're new, there's always something to learn from somebody. Um, there's always some webinar, there's always some class, there's always something that you could do to better yourself and better your coaching. Sure. I, um, I started working with somebody on their coaching business. They, I, I'm not like a business coach or anything like that, but I've had some people reach out just to um, get some help on their business and getting things set up. And I was working with um, one person who I'm still working with till today, but he just started and he had a weird situation to where he like um, put out that he was going to start doing coaching, he had no systems, had nothing really in place. And for some reason had like 15 to 20 people reach out and sign all of them up. So he had 15 to 20 clients, um, like within a few weeks, but no systems in place, no agreements in place, no, um, like nutrition templates in place, nothing that he could. So he was basically starting from scratch with every single client and you should absolutely individualize everything, but you have back background templates that you go and individualize yep. to that person. Right. And so he was basically starting from scratch with everybody with no agreements in place, nothing. It was just kind of a, a crazy show. His business was built on a shaky foundation. And so we had to literally go back and start from ground one to build up that foundation, build up his systems. And in that process, um, he ended up losing a lot of those clients because they signed up on a shaky foundation, right? To where they weren't used to the structure of what a coaching process should look like. Um, and so it was just an interesting situation to see, like, you're probably better off starting out understanding your systems. You don't have to have everything perfect by any means, but have a general idea of how you're going to run things and how you're going to streamline things for when you do get into a position, as you get better, as you provide more value with people, as you build trust with people, you can bring them on and give them the best experience possible because you've invested into the business, time, financially, whatever it may be, before you make a client invest into that business. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think having... And this is something that I kind of took away from my first client is my system is 100% different than when I even had my first client. Yeah. Like just looking through my emails the other day, I was like, damn, really? I was like, that's my, that was like how I did it, how, how I did things. And I was like, now it's approved to where I have agreements. I have like all these different types of ways to introduce information, like a whole nutrition guide that's mm -hmm. right available. So when they start, they get that. And then they also just get like all these different things, but it just makes it easier because I realized I started with one client and then I increased it to, I added two more onto the roster and I added another one onto the roster. So it was like, you have to be comfortable at your own pace too. It's like, you have a while to be a coach. Like a long time. Yes. Yeah. So like you're trying to make a career out of it or like a lifestyle, or even just a, it could be just a hobby. You might just mm -hmm. want to do it just to help more people. Like who knows, but it's like, you're going to do it for a long time. There's no reason to be like me kind of, and freak out four months into it. It's like, take your time, relax, just be comfortable with pacing yourself to how comfortable you are with how many people you want to have. Absolutely. Because like you just said, shaky foundation with 20 clients, I rather have a shaky foundation to start with one or two clients and then build that foundation stronger and stronger with through them. the experiences of working with, with your clients. Mm -hmm. Like I did, like that's how I have become really comfortable and I'm still efficient and I'm still trying to find, I'm nitpicking my system left and right to try to find those additions that I want to make or how, what I need to erase or change and stuff like that. Sure. It sounds like you're learning, man. It sounds like you're doing things correctly too. And a lot of that comes back to having a business coach. Like it, it really does as a coach, what you have to have. No, not necessarily, but it can definitely streamline the process. Like just talking with you and like hearing about how you're going about things like um, Chase is who you're working with. Chase, who I was working with. Um, cool. I'm actually going on my own a little bit for right now. Um, I kind of, Yes, I do believe in a business coach, um, but honestly, I have so many friends that I can also get information Absolutely. from, Yeah, which has built from the podcast, I will say 100%. Like I've built so many relationships from recording with people. Um, 
that I can go to them. And if I have a question, I can always ask. Um, I will be making another investment in a business coach soon. So it's always good to have different business coaches. Like if it's like Chase was a great starter, like that's how I said it. Like, like that's like, he helped me so much. I'm so grateful for that. But there's also, you got to keep learning from other people. I think too. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I look at my, my recent, my own coach, like my own fitness coach um, with my goals. Like I had one for the past eight months and then I switched to another one because my goals got more serious. I wanted someone who was more serious and I could learn from him. And I'm learning so much from him too that I'm adding to my thing. So it's just have a good circle of people that you can just like even ask questions for. But like, yes, I do believe in a coach. I will sign up with a new one, but it's just like, I, I kind of want to try things on my own for right now because honestly, just putting out content and doing podcasts is what I love to do. Um, and coaching people has just been kind of the side thing for now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make it the main thing. Um, but it, like I said, having a coach to start can streamline that process so easily. Yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that you necessarily need one forever, yeah. but to have one um, with you at some point to help you just understand, like l- help you lay that foundation so yeah. that you're sitting on a strong day foundation it can help so much in streamline the process and and i agree with you you should go out and you should look for different coaches over time even like with your fitness and nutrition at certain points like working with different types of coaches just like you said can help you learn different things from different people because we have ex- experts in different areas and so you can take a little bit from all of them in those different ways which can help mold you into your in- own individualized um person basically and take a little bit from everybody and same thing with um, business coaching too i've worked with a few different people over the years too and i've taken different things from every scenario but that that each time that i've done it has helped me grow a little bit further they pushed me to that next level to be able to be in a position to work with that next person to kind of work yourself up that ladder over a long time so i couldn't agree with you anymore there man i um today before we hopped on here i scrolled i like to scroll back on people's instagrams Which, oh no <laughs> uh, no i hope you didn't scroll too far back not negative i like to go all the way to the first just to be like where did this oh my gosh out? oh i've so, done that a few times on my own page yeah oh. i don't do it on my own page anymore either just because you're like oh man i was posting that stuff instagram yeah. has changed a lot over the years i'll say that but um um for you i've noticed like you show pictures of your journey and like where you've taken your body and like where you started and where you're going now, like you started really skinny and now you like your progress pictures, like you get a little bit bigger. You got a little bit more size each and every year. It looks like, um, or six months or however long that it may be. And you just keep steadily progressing with your body and you can see it in those pictures and, uh, it's super motivating, man. So, um, how have you done that? Like what has been your main focus with your training and your nutrition just to steadily increase slowly over time like that with your body composition because it's not a, a quick process right you don't put on the size that you've put on in like six months or focus on one little thing so like what's been the key for you this far i i i will say first off i did the complete worst thing someone could ever do to start their stuff um mine was kind of a lifesaver just to even get into the gym um that was kind of the background of me um if people don't know it was a whole bullying, um, suicide, all this stuff like that I could get into for days and days and days. Sure. Um, but what it's kind of weird because I did the complete unnecessary thing. I didn't track anything. Um, kind of just ate a bunch of food. Um, didn't really know real how to train. Uh, I actually got <laughs> injured. I actually hurt my rotator cuff about six months into training. Um, yeah, it kind of went you're just like right downhill right when sure. starting i literally did arms and legs arms and legs arms and legs um <laughs> uh but no now so looking at it now i know what works um it's i train to failure um that's kind of the one way i train um, sure. i have clients who do different things um i have clients who do volume who do more volume i do kind of Dorian Yates type style. If people don't know who that is. I love it, man. He does very high intensity, very low volume. So I do six exercises right now. We're doing six exercises and my coach has me programmed to do one set to true failure. 
per mm-hmm. work per exercise. So I do two warm up sets and then one set to failure with kind of like pause. a kind of like a John Meadows style. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, absolutely. Go to go till you can't go, basically. Mm-hmm. But get the quality of reps. Uh, once your quality goes down, or once your form goes to, I I don't know if you curse on this thing, but kind of kind of crap. Yeah. Um, then that's when you stop. And then I kind of do, it depends. Some of them do rest pause and stuff like that, adding in techniques. Um, but nutrition wise, I started out, I mean, basically, like I said, I didn't know anything. And then this whole past like two years has kind of been the years of most growth. So kind of just making sure I at least get in at least one gram of protein um, per pound. That was probably the, one of the biggest game changers. Um, me and my coach right now are at about 1.5. So I'm eating a very, very lot of yeah. <laughs> too much. Um, you're in a bulk then I take it. You're, are you? We're in like a maintenance. Honestly, I'm eating more than I ever have and like I'm maintaining. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of getting to know my body um, before we go. Once we get a gym, then it will change, but we sure. don't have a gym for now. So sure. there's only so much we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of making sure that, and then you mess with the fats and the carbs. Um, you, as a coach, I'm pretty sure you look at the same way as like, I always look at my protein first and I do my fats and then the rest goes to my carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of just, you play based on what works for you. What doesn't work for you. I found a and good your experience range level. Yeah. I found it to be a good range of like some like 0.4 grams per pound for fat and then the rest carbs. Um, I find that works for me. I have a client who does way higher fat and way less carbs because he's his like insulin sensitivity is like shot. So we're trying to work that back. Um, So those have kind of been like the small little things, but the training has made a huge difference. Like when you train that hard, I fall asleep like at night, like it's nothing. How long have you been training that way with that high of intensities? Oh, uh, that high of intensity, honestly, the past two months, do you um, enjoy it? Do you like it? Oh, I, I love it just because I like doing, I find doing bogus volume to not be great for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I find I rather just do one set all out and know I'm hitting that muscle to absolute failure and know I can't give anything more um, than doing sometimes like three to four sets of like 12 to 15. Um, that's not kind of like there are working sets in it as you get heavier weights and you get heavier weights they do become working sets like in the warm-up sets yeah yeah your warm-up sets can become working sets in a way you're at like an rp of like a six to an eight on a lot of the i'm sure yeah 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 just to kind of the first sets first warm-up sets pretty easy second Mm -hmm. one really tough um but i just love doing it for some reason it just works so well my body is responding but it's it's unique to different people. I have I have some clients trained to failure if they can handle it. Like once they get their nutrition down, then they can because honestly, the way you train the way you is the way you need to eat. So it's kind of like like you need to make sure you're on point with stuff like that um, before you go that far. Because if you're trained to failure and your nutrition's not on point, you're not going to recover. Um, so you have to have all your variables down before you. I think before you can actually progress from that. But that's where I've seen most growth. Honestly, from the past two months, I am I weigh about the same, but I look 100% different. Awesome. Um, I'm a lot more fuller. Uh, a lot. I look leaner though, so it's kind of like weird. I'm kind of confused. Like my coach knows exactly. <laughs> I listen to what my coach tells me to do, and then I just execute. Um, so that has been like the training that has worked for me because I don't know. I just love doing it, but there are times when I will sprinkle in some, some fluff sets, like just depends like more, but my bigger, bigger body parts, my legs and my back and like my shoulders get full on, just train a failure, blast it. That's awesome, (laughs) man. That's super cool. I, um, I was a big, I trained just for volume for a very long time. Like my first hell seven, eight years were just mostly just volume training and in the last couple years it started to get super stagnant for me like i just sick as training it wasn't motivated to train or anything so i've been playing around with a different type 
different types of styles. I've ran some meso cycles of yeah. that sort of style. So running some um, like failure cycles to where leading up to one hard set in each exercise and then running like some powerlifting blocks and different stuff like that. And I think like over time, as you find, like for me at this point, training isn't even necessarily about like, yeah, am I trying to improve my body and, and build muscle and strength and stuff? Absolutely. But it's more of like a, a mental thing for me and like a fun thing. So I'm looking for new ways to like find the fun in it. So like doing some powerlifting meso cycles, doing some higher intensity meso cycles, and then so and then maybe doing some more volume meso cycles, sprinkling a little bit of everything in throughout the year may not be definitely not the most optimal thing like for beginners and like beginners to intermediates, right? Like probably not the smartest thing to always be switching up, like get good, build your strength foundation first. But as you get more advanced, having a little bit of variety just to like spark that fun in it again is where I'm at. And so I really enjoyed um, running some training like that, like some straight to failure type stuff like that. And it gets put like, it gets in the evidence-based community, um, put like kind of in the weeds sometimes, like you shouldn't yeah. be doing it, which um, if you're not doing it, if you don't have the knowledge to do it and your training program isn't set up to train to failure, then absolutely. But if you're doing it hard to, or if you're doing it correctly or mindfully to where like you're working up to one really hard set in each of your lifts and you can manage the fatigue and you're coming back and you're not getting weaker and you're able to get stronger, um, then you can absolutely incorporate it and see great results from it, especially if you haven't ran it um, a lot before. That's what we talk about in training a lot, right? It's like usually the thing that will get you the best results over time is the thing that you haven't um that you're not currently doing because after time the body adapts and then adding in different intensities or different volumes and different things can really change things so that's cool to hear that it's it's working for you yeah the one thing the one thing i will say is like so my coach makes me take videos of like my sets and stuff like that oh, so cool. that's smart. within that's smart it's something that i learned from him that i'm using now with my clients to make sure that they're going as far as they know they can push um but with that, like he recognized right away that I was doing back training like 100% incorrect. I so saw my back was, that. so my back was developing, but it wasn't develop. It was developing from kind of like a 66% arms, 33% back type mm -hmm. thing. Um, so, like literally, once I hit now, I now know how to train like my full on back. So every single workout, I swear my back is growing like two times the size. Sure. Um, there's a huge difference. I've hid the progress photos away because I don't like doing, I actually don't like doing them that much. Um, if you saw for the past eight months, I've honestly posted like, I think three photos of myself. Mm. Um, it's because I like to have people have a surprise and I want to compete within a few years. So I want there to be kind of a hidden factor. It's kind of like the Dorian Yates thing where I don't show sure. anybody what I actually look like. Sure. Um, but actually doing the training videos and him critiquing my form has made my workouts so much better. Like now I work out with intent too. Yeah. I think that's something a lot of people don't know how to do. Um, and it's tough to kind of train it, especially online. Um, is super trains, hard online. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I found with train to intent, like, like it's details, like it's small little things that people need to do in their sets. Like, don't move. Like, my coach is telling me, like, don't move your head or move much of your body because once you do that, you mess up, like, the neuromuscular connection. You have to reset everything. Um, but it's just, like, when you train to actually want to grow, then that's when you'll grow. It's, like, you have to push yourself as far as you can go. Like, that's kind of how I look at it with training to failure. Like, you're pushing yourself as far as you have to go. And... I also think if people want to start new, adding a logbook can be huge. Um, oh, big. this is yeah. This is probably something I follow. Train by, I'm getting a whole bodybuilder right now, but I follow like Train by JP. I follow mm -hmm. a bunch of other like big time bodybuilders that have a ton of knowledge, and they all use a logbook. Mine is this. It's my notes app. I um, use Rep Count. Yeah. Yeah, I literally just look at it that day. I see how many reps and what the weight is. And I either, depending on how my warmups feel, I'll either move up the weight five pounds or I'll go for one extra rep. Some mm -hmm. sort of progressive overload will grow your body. So that's kind of how I've done it. But training to intent was like the hardest thing to do right off the bat. And 
it's tough love. A lot of clients don't like to hear you critiquing their form because they want to see if they're doing everything right. Mm -hmm. But to make sure you're doing everything right, you need to be critiqued. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. There's a lot to that. And that's the hardest part about online coaching is that part is getting, making sure the client is doing what you are thinking they're doing inside of the gym, right? Yeah. Like you can lay a program for them, but they might see that program a little bit differently than you see that program. So like with that, I always like to hop on phone calls when I send over a program, like to walk them through what we're looking to do, like in this meso cycle, um, just to make sure that we're always on the same page. Cause if you, I found that if you don't, and then like you have a conversation about training, they're doing something that you don't think they're doing. And, and, uh, yeah, they're just not progressing yeah. in the way that it's just not going <laughs> the way that you imagined it to go. So getting crystal clear and having like a phone call or just taking videos like that can be super helpful, but I don't want to take too much more of your time, man. So uh, I got plenty. I got nothing else. <laughs> this is my one week. I stopped I told you this is, the, this is my, this is my break week from recording for other podcast for recording for my podcast. So I am literally just like chilling flowing right now like got nothing to worry about like episode out tomorrow i'm like it's already on it's like oh, it's good that's it's like, amazing that makes me jealous my wife <laughs> is gone she's in california for the next four days so i'm stuck at home being dad being <laughs> mom i'm doing everything she's at the babysitter right now so you seem like you're nice and relaxed i've been like on the go all week long so oh i've been I've been on the go for the past month and a half, basically just, with all school and all that stuff. So trust me, I, I am still on the go, just a lot less stress for some reason. Like for like once school ended, just, just went yeah. down. Everything's kind of just mellowed out. Everything's been kind of great. You know, gym, hopefully we're moving into green phase soon so we can go back to the gym. I mean, just waiting. I have access to good amounts of weight so my endorphins and everything and dopamine has been pretty high since having so, access to those. So <laughs> uh, if I feel more relaxed, it's probably from that, to truly be honest. No, that's awesome. One thing I do want to mention too is the way that you run your podcast. When I came on your podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, I was very impressed by it, man. Like your intent, Thank you. your detail, how you put everything together. Like it's very professionally ran and I can tell that you take it seriously. And um, with time, it's going to turn into big things for you if you keep up the small details and, and keep up just the preciseness that you use. It was, it was cool to see how you ran your process. Like you let me know, like you're going to put out the stories on it. You let me know the timelines. You, you were just very detailed in what you did. And I appreciate that. That was, that was very cool as a, a premium podcast service. So I would say yeah. keep that Thank up you. because that's going to do nothing but keep growing that thing for you. It's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. I learned I just learned to add those. I didn't I didn't start adding those until January. Honestly, when the whole consistency part started and like mm -hmm. the podcast started going, like I just found a website to do that does previews. So I was like, those are pretty cool to have to hype up episodes. It's been incredible. It gets more more viewership and everything. But like just making the experience like I'm just grateful enough. Like this is the one thing like I was mentioning Brad Jensen like mentioned before he's like the amount of times you said you were grateful for having me like for having me on your show was like an absolutely ridiculous amount but it's incredible because no one really says it that much mm -hmm. but i'm grateful for kind of every single person that's willing to come on the show because i know it takes time out of their day sure so to just have an hour of their time makes like a huge impact like that's one out of however many hours 16 hours a day that you're up maybe that yeah you could be working on something else that you get to spend recording an episode yeah no it's amazing man so um go ahead here's your chance to plug everything that you want to plug your coaching your podcast whatever it is that that you got let everybody know about it i'll make sure to link it all down below too so so feel free to to put in your plugs awesome well the whole brand together is ace of spada um you can look that up it's on itunes and spotify the podcast uh I don't know when this is going to be out, but I'm about, I'm releasing episode 37 at this time. So lots of episodes to go through. If anybody wants to message me on Instagram, uh, Spada Fitness is where you can find me, uh, S-P-A-D-A Fitness. Um, I will give you recommendations for other episodes, personal favorites, stuff like that. If you need any questions for anything, definitely hit me up there. Uh, coaching. There's a link in my bio on Instagram. I can also send you the, the, uh, 
the link to fill out just a quick Google form. So you just name, uh, email, and phone number, and then you decide which one you want to be contacted by. And that's kind of how you get the process started. Um, from there, I send over a questionnaire. Pretty simple, pretty easy. And then we get to hop on a phone call, hopefully, and then hopefully you guys become clients if you guys want to. Uh, but everything's under Ace Spada. I don't have a website yet for the coaching. I'm kind of working on that part. That's kind of the next, that's the next phase. It's an important but, part. <laughs> yeah. But I was kind of worried about getting clients to first start off. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone definitely go check out Ace Spada. That's kind of where you'll find it. Um, go check out my fitness page too. It has a lot of captions, a lot of, a lot of photos. And if you need knowledge free spitfire, go check out there. Um, always in there too. If anyone needs any questions. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I encourage all of you to check out Anthony. He's a super cool dude. He, uh, he been following me for quite a while and I thought that we were both following each other at one point, And then I realized that I wasn't. So this is how it always happens. Trust me. It always happens. Does it? Yeah, yes. So I had to call out Joelle because she didn't follow me and yeah. we got done recording and I was like, you don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I thought I did. And I was like, oh, no. That's <laughs> anyway, that's how we leaked up is I finally did it. And then you hit me up to, uh, to record a podcast, but I'd seen your name forever, man. I had seen like on my stuff. And then like, I truly, I don't even really follow everybody that I look at. I kind of just like type in names to go yeah. look at who I want. Cause the feed is so the way that it is. But anyway, man, I really do appreciate it. I encourage all of you to check out Anthony. He's got a really good stuff. He's got amazing guests that come onto his podcast, big time guests that come onto his podcast that you'll be able to learn a lot from. So I appreciate you, Anthony. Have a good rest of your day, man. And uh, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you, Chaz.